This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Wednesday to all of you. Happy hump day. We have almost made it. Well, not really. We're about halfway to the weekend, but we're getting through it, and we appreciate you joining us for On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. My name's Nate Brennan, and he is the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text line, Honda of Lincoln Hotline. As always, we want to hear from you. You can also check us out on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Interact with us on all of those platforms as well. Give us a like, share, subscribe, follow on all of those platforms, especially YouTube. We're trying to get to 5,000 subscribers. We need your help in order to do so. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you who have already subscribed. Uh, Strick, we'll go ahead and bring you in, and we're also going to be bringing in uh, Austin today. So as most everyone knows now, I have accepted a job in Kansas City, so sadly I will be leaving on the block, but we'll be in very good hands. So we'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and bring you guys both in. Austin, thank you for joining us. Strick, thank you for stepping in as well. Strick, you're muted. How about now? Can you hear me? Ah, there we go. That's how it's done. Okay, okay. Uh, Austin, great to have you, man. It's uh, good to see you. Uh, Sorry I'm not in station today to get a chance to shake your hand. And no, we're going to be doing some uh, work together. Um, You you don't have too much of shoes to fill because uh, (laughs) Nate Doggy Dog, you know, he thought he was the smartest guy in the room always. So, you know, you don't have too much bigger uh, shoes to fill. But it's definitely uh, good to welcome you to the 937 ticket. I appreciate it. I'm uh, looking forward to it, to officially getting to meet you. First time we're we're talking here. So, no, Nate sounds pretty smart to me. Really, the guy I've been (laughs) around the most here at the ticket so far. He's teaching me everything I know. It seems like a lot, so... If if he's not the smartest guy in the room, you're selling it pretty well. <laughs> that was right. That's good, man. That's what Listen, a uh, lot of lot of great stuff, uh, Nate. Tough tough one last night. Obviously, I mean, we can definitely touch it. Uh, not much to really go over and discuss no, with that no. that loss last night. But uh, other than that, you know, uh, some great things happening. Also, you know, the the regime change, NFL football playoffs is looming. One more week left. It's, it's, you know, some good stuff out there. Uh, we're still. Uh, Praying for the Hamlin family, you know, obviously for uh, what's going and transpiring there. Still a lot of uncertainty as to what happened or, you know, some doctors are speculating that, you know, in some ways it's like a one in a billion chance or it's, you know, like getting struck by lightning. It just something had to go at the right second at the right time. And it's just one of those things. Obviously, the the young men uh, and the men that are there, you know, this that's a troubling thing to try to play after. So. We look forward to whatever the outcome is going to be. You know, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to really delve into it, but does it mess up in any way any of the uh, the playoff implications? 
Yeah, so it's it, it's kind of fascinating that right now, as it currently stands, the Chiefs would hop into that number one overall spot simply because they have more wins. Uh, from what I've heard, I don't know if Austin, you've, you've heard much of the same, they'll probably switch to winning percentage, uh, which would more than likely keep the Bills in that top seed. The Chiefs and Bengals, I'm not entirely sure how that would play out based on winning percentage. I think the Chiefs would still be the two. Uh, so that's what I've heard right now um, because I, I know that strict at, at this point in time, they don't plan on resuming the game, and the Week 18 right. schedule hasn't been changed at all. So I think that more than likely they'll go to winning percentage, which would leave the Bills still in that top spot, I believe, is how it's playing out. I know that the NFL hasn't really released a statement on anything like that yet. Well, Chiefs are at 13 wins. Bills are also at 13, Okay, I believe. So if the Chiefs win, no, Buffalo's at 12. Right, so so the Chiefs win, technically have more wins, but, but if, I think winning percentage would have the well, Bills. On top. If it, if the Bills win this coming weekend, you get to thirteen and three. Okay. And the Chiefs win, you get to fourteen and three. It's more wins and a better percentage. Okay, fourteen so. out seventeen could be higher. So that's interesting to see how that would work out then. So yeah. I, I don't know then, I guess, technically, yes, the, the Chiefs would have the higher winning percentage in that scenario. So I don't I don't really know what the plan is. I, I know that Buffalo's number one concern right now is is everyone getting healthy, getting being safe, uh, surviving, to be entirely honest with you. So that's the number one priority. Uh, but at the same time, too, you have to look at – we've talked about it, Strick. If, if you're Buffalo, you're gunning for that one seed because – I don't know of anyone that wants to play in Buffalo in January in a, in a rabid Bills Mafia fan base, too. So uh, lots of moving pieces. And, and, again, we'll keep everyone updated with that right now because there's just so much unknown and so many moving pieces. Again, 402-464-5685. Uh, Strick, we'll get into some NFL talk. We're going to have buy or sell at 3 o'clock, as we usually do uh, on Tuesdays. We had to move it Wednesday because we had Monday off. Uh, real quick, I wanted to go over this with you. Like you said, Husker basketball uh, would inevitably lose to Michigan State 74 to 56 they would go into halftime down 39 to 17 like you said not really too much to talk about on that end this was a lot similar like the indiana matchup that we talked about uh when when they would defeat creighton defeated iowa go to assembly hall get smoked by indiana go to the isome get smoked by michigan state this really just isn't too much to talk about uh with this nebraska basketball team but i gotta ask you because we didn't we couldn't really get to it very much yesterday college football playoff what what are some of your thoughts because uh my horn frogs ended up coming out on top yeah listen um they came out and did what they were supposed to do they smacked they smacked uh michigan in the mouth and they were they were not only aggressive, they looked like they were uh had more passion, intensity, um it, from all aspects of the game. I mean, from the dog on special teams, um, everything just looked like they were, I mean, I, I was watching like their defense and in their slants and uh in any time when the defensive end, his assignment uh was upfield or uh, trying to stop something from, um, you know, from transpiring outside of the defense, something right. going and looking like it was one way. But they just looked disciplined in every they facet did. of the game. They looked like they were there. They were in gaps. They were they, they just didn't allow Michigan to do what they really wanted to do, and that was to run the ball. And I and, and getting out on them was was a was a great thing. I think it was a necessity. It eliminates Michigan's ability to stay in their bag. I said it. I said, and, and and we talked about it briefly, but I said it, and I think one of the guests was on. I can't remember, but um, putting the ball in um, uh, is it in McCarthy's hands 
to throw on regular occasion without play action involved. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he was that guy, man. I, I really just didn't. And so I figured if TCU can jump out on them, that they would put a strain on Michigan that they hadn't seen. And uh, it, it happened to work out. Now, I, 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 I hate that the other side went the way that it did. Um, I really thought Ohio State outplayed Georgia. I, I, I really did. You know, a few breaks, few things here. Obviously, Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. going down. Mm-hmm put them in position but now i just don't know i say i'm i'm saying this to say if they come out with that same fervor and fire they can be a problem for Mich- uh for georgia I, I i mean i'm just gonna say that just they come out with that same intensity they could be a problem for georgia yeah strict you're literally echoing exactly what i said yesterday on old school i said uh, the the way for TCU to win this game is coming out as physical as they did against Michigan. And the thing that was yeah. that was so crazy that we saw about TCU and Sonny Dykes mentioned at the end. He said, "Okay, the Big Ten is supposed to be the more physical conference. We're not going to be able to keep up with their physicality, uh, their movement, how they get off the blocks." But it was basically the opposite. TCU throughout the game got more physical. Their backup running back averaged eight and a half yards a carry. The backup. Yeah. And, and and it was in the holes were as were wide. I mean, we're talking like 10, 15 feet wide. I mean, you could put mm-hmm. me through that hole, and I don't even. I, and I'm outrunning everybody. You know that's trick. But it was just crazy yep. to see a TCU team that went into this saying we have to get in a shootout. We can't get in this physical game, and they had a little bit of both. Not only did they get in a shootout, they punched them in the mouth the entire game. The entire game, absolutely. And <laughs> that's why I just feel I really do feel bad, but I feel bad for CJ Stroud. And look, it go now Ryan Day is gonna have to deal with a whole bunch of now like oh, extra no. conversation. I, I was really fighting for him that he could <laughs> redeem himself because already they're asking for his head. I was really fighting that he would win that game and, and it was gonna be a redemption. He looked like he was intense on the sideline, he was rowdy, it's probably more rowdy than I've ever seen Ryan Day in a game. But uh yeah, man, I, I'm interested now to see kind of <laughs> what the backlash is going to be out in Ohio State land. Well, you always talk like about we, we we talk about Ohio State and the backlash from that too. But what's interesting, and I want to ask Austin first, and then I want to get your thoughts on this too, Strick. What's the next step for Harbaugh? Because we talk about Ryan Day all the time and say, okay, he's now lost two years in a row to Michigan. Ohio State fans do not take kindly to losing to Michigan. We know that. Okay, Michigan's gotten over that hump. You've beaten Ohio State. Now the expectation is win a playoff game, and you fall to TCU, a team that you are the far and away favorite for. So I'll ask you first, Austin, what, does Harbaugh stay at Michigan, or is this NFL stuff going to pick up some steam? Quick on day, the last time Ohio State had a guy lose twice to Michigan, they fired him. That's the precedent right, mm-hmm. right now. Right, right. Hey, Cooper, that, mm-hmm. that's what happened last time, and I think that'd be really hasty. I think Ryan Day's a darn good coach. Whether, so you know, you can say, oh, it's Urban's guys. Ryan Day's taken over that program. It's his now. Harbaugh, I would love to see in Indianapolis. I really mm-hmm. would. Um, he's done it at the NFL level. I just don't think it's likely because of Jim Irsay and the way he handled this year. That's disappointing. I, I read that he has a big offer on the table from the Panthers, which yes. I could see. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how Michigan reacts because at some point it's, okay, good, leave. You did what you could. We don't need you anymore. You're tired. Get out of here. Then they cut his contract, made it all not guaranteed, made it incentive-based. He starts winning. Oh, cool. You're here. You're one of ours. We love you. It's great. We've seen how quickly Jim Harbaugh can wear on people. 
It seemed like he was wearing on people in Michigan for a while till he started winning again. Michigan has that ceiling of a national championship. They've proven that. Mm-hmm. Or at least they can be in that that conversation. The Maybe they need more right. cracks at it. So I could see, you know, Harbaugh being tired of people wanting more. Like, guys, I did what you wanted. I beat Ohio State twice in a row. I figured out the formula. I'm in the playoff. What more do you want? But I could also see Michigan fans saying, well, now you're not winning enough. You know, they right. get a little disappointed with their lack of success, even though it's better than what they had. He did what they asked. He got him to the playoff. He beat Ohio State like they asked. And now, yeah, as a program, you should want to take that next step. But who's Michigan going to get that's going to do better than what Jim Harbaugh's doing? Who's on the block? That's a great who, question. Who can elevate that's them a great past question. that? <laughs> that Austin, that's a, that he said. He said, "Who's on the block?" Yeah, you're right. That that is something that's that you have right. to really think about. Sometimes the green, the the pasture is not always greener right. on mm-hmm. the on the other side of that of that uh, that fence. I mean, it may look like it's green, but it might be turf. So right. you, you got to be careful <laughs> about what you want. And and look, we all too well at Nebraska knows what that looks like. You know, when you get over, <laughs> you get overexcited about what's next and not looking at what success looks like. You know, throughout the landscape of college football. So, you know, that's that's something I wish. I know a lot of uh, uh, Husker fans would love to be in that nine win category. Oh, you know, man. conversation <laughs> and be at least having a conversation about what's next, mm. as opposed to trying to just get to six wins. So. Um, yeah, man, great, great stuff. Yeah, that, that's that's absolutely true. I, I just don't know. I, I would say Harbaugh, it's a great, it's a great tool. It's a great leverage tool right now. Mm-hmm. Use it. You know what I mean? Like they, they, in the same way that the the colleges and the regents will use it against you, right. use it right. You got to go right yeah. back. I mean, right. um, you know, just business for right? him. It's just business. Yeah, you you know you 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 were willing to cut me you know cut me off of the axe. I was in I was at the axe throwing uh, competition, <laughs> and I was my head was on the freaking thing as the as the bullseye. So yeah, no, and that was I, I, I was, and yeah, that's yeah. the thing too, Stricken. You're exactly right. I mean, they came after him, and it was that. And these are our expectations. This is what we want to see, and. For what it's worth, he's he's reached those expectations, and now they're just going to keep getting higher and higher. So we'll see what happens with Jim Harbaugh. Because to be on, entirely honest with you, I have absolutely no clue. Strick, as we go out, I'll ask you: TCU got a shot? Yes or no? I think so. I think so too. And we'll talk about that more throughout the week because I saw the initial line was 13 and a half, and I think that's just disrespectful to be entirely honest with you. Like that, yeah. that, that is disrespectful, and I think that's just going to be uh, billboard material for, for TCU. We got to take a quick break. Evan Blaine's going to join us next. We're going to talk some college football playoff. We'll probably talk some Nebraska football as well. The recruiting trail is heating up. We'll have him break it down. I ask him some basketball and baseball. Pitchers and catchers going back in just over 40 days. We'll get his thoughts on that as well. Stay with us. Go sit on the block. 93 send the ticket. Oh, sugar.